Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Hello everyone, it's February 2021. I know, I keep thinking, what happened to 2020? It felt like it was 10 years ago, but yet here we are in 2021, and I'm wondering, how did we get here so fast? It's like the year in limbo has frozen time for me. So 2021 is going to be the year that I do more on marking time and doing things to mark occasions and days and even work on some daily rituals. We'll talk about that. So, you know, I'm a 15 minute a day, 15 minutes at a time project person. Um, So I have really done a lot of things over the last few years in just these small increments of time. So the quilts I've been working on recently was the Best Friends Quilt Along Quilt and the Stitches from the Heart Quilt Both were Fat Quarter Shop free patterns, and I was able to participate in the sew-alongs. If you want to see all about the things that I'm talking about, the pictures will be on my Instagram page, which is Vicki L. Holloway Quilting. And of course, you can always find show notes on the website, which is mycreativecorner3.com. Did you notice that? I, I bought a different type of package and so you can drop the WordPress and the address of my website. So those two big quilt projects took a lot of time over the last couple of months. Everything from cutting them out to getting the material, which was a big deal in December, you know, with the mail and all of that. Angel and I worked together for the Best Friends Quilt Along, you know, working to find a day where I could get the pictures done. I got the Truddle sewing machine in my dining room set up, got some pictures of both of those quilts. And everybody loves a quilt in snow and a quilt with the Truddle sewing machine. Both of those photos did very well. And I was really pleased because I have to say, I really worried about the pictures and I worked extra hard. So I'm glad that that extra effort paid off a little bit because sometimes the extra effort that you put into something doesn't always pay off quite well but that did and it made me my January and into February a much brighter brighter month. I decided that I needed a little break from all of that quilting. I have a couple of in progress. They're not UFOs yet. I'm not going to call them UFOs, but I put them up and I put the quilting things on pause. And so what I've been doing over the last little bit is I have been loom, loom, loom knitting. That's a really a big tongue twister. And this is the very first project I'm wearing around my neck. It's a cowl with a bright blue teal 
knit stitch. It's a knit three and purl on the fourth row. It's a tube. I like because it's a looser knit and it doesn't feel quite as hot and it, it's comfortable. I'm working on a little bit bigger uh, tube currently. Same stitch, fatter yarn in pinks and that I love the teals and pinks. They look good on me and they're also the the cowl is something easy and it's a great way to learn how to loom knit. So my sister and I are continuing in the Our Creative Souls segment. She is loom knitting hats. You can find all kinds of free patterns on Pinterest for loom knitting. Now my whole goal of learning how to loom knit is socks. I do know how to knit. Um, I have all kinds of knitting needles. I've done different projects over the years, but I'm not an advanced knitter and socks with double pointed. I've tried a couple times. It, I just have a hard time with it. So loom knitting looks more like my speed. I can do it. I think with a little bit heavier yarn and they'll be more like slippers. Who knows? Maybe I'll even try wool and make some phenomenally warm socks because you know it's been freezing around here <laughs> so overall um, my sister and I've been working on loom knitting and we've been dreaming about gardening um, she has her hydroponic water system set up and she's been harvesting all of her vegetables already she has started strawberries in a tower system it's just amazing what you can do when you want to grow things inside I am just planning the fairy garden. I've been studying photographs and videos of my garden last summer at the end. Remember I had to redo my whole garden, that whole property line thing in my garden got damaged and trees gone. Well, okay, so I'm, I'm getting over that part, but now I have to take this summer, now that the shock of all those plants being moved has had a growing season in a winter of really making a good plan of where I want the plants to live. I made a couple mistakes planting, I can tell already, you know, some things that are taller, I want them more toward the back. And we planted some cedar trees, so hopefully they survived the winter. But overall, that's what I've been doing, watching old garden shows. I love Gardener's World by BBC and BBC had another show with Monty Don called Big Ideas, Small Spaces. I've rewatched all of them because I love the shows. You can do it attitude, even if you have a tiny garden, which I do. And I learn so much every time I see a gardener, especially Monty Don on TV. He gives a lot of advice in a small digestible space and you're like every time I watch the show I pick up something new so we've been dreaming about gardens I've been looking online at seed catalogs and trying to figure out if there's any interesting plants that I can grow in zone 4b just so you know it's zone 4b we can only get about 90 to 120 days of a growing season so if you want to do a vegetable it's got to be a 90 day vegetable I'm not doing vegetables because they're a lot of work and I've not had a lot of success. I know with the trees gone, I might have more success, but if we're going to do anything like that, it's going to be pots of patio tomatoes and things like that. 
So that's our creative souls. My sister and I have a little website that I've been updating and trying to gather the free patterns that we've been using and free ideas and just all of the crafting things that we have been up to. And I have to say that I am continuing in the vein of taking free classes online. The best resource I found for that is Michael's. And I spent a lot of time over the last month watching free classes. And some of my favorite have been hand lettering and doing art journals. And I've also experimented with some of the acrylic paintings. They're in that paint and sip style of teaching. And they're more um, simplified still lifes and things like that. So I'm going to try that again today because I painted over the last one because I didn't have all the right materials. But I do now. So I think I'll have better results. And... You know, that's a, been a great way to stimulate some creativity and try new things. And that's what I've been doing with the craft types of things over the last couple of weeks, just because I got burnt out on making so many quilts. And then I went through the house. I have TikTok too. It's, yeah, I know why. I don't know. I do. It's fun. Um, TikTok is, there's a lot of people who are Gen X people on there, but it's it's typically a lot of people who are millennials um, have a lot more <laughs> accounts. But I went through and did like every place I had quilts stashed in my house. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so many quilts. So I think this year is going to be finishing up, the goal is finishing up the quilt tops I have, which are quite a few, and I'm working on my last customer quilt right now that's on the frame. And I'm going to finish up a couple of little jobs that I've been hired to do and finish up the disappearing nine patch. No, it's an Irish chain. That's what it is. It's an Irish chain about halfway done with that and I'm almost done with the kinship fusion sampler so I want to finish those this year and then at some point I want to dig out the UFO which I've stitched a little bit on which is my hexagon English paper pieced temperature quilt but I also want to work on some other hexagons I've prepped in making a project and that's um, bumblebee themed and then the year I think is just going to kind of just go where it takes me. And I have some half square triangle ideas, uh, maybe doing a postcards from Sweden. I've always liked that quilt. Um, you know, just kind of see where it goes and, and really focus more on working on collecting ideas, even in this art journal to help be inspired. And the other part is you got to go where the energy is. And if, you're tired, like I've been over the last few weeks, things not feeling well, then yeah, maybe not the time to work on especially complicated quilts. But eventually, I want to get my dear Jane back out and start working on it. So that's pretty much what I have been working on. And you're like, wow, that was a short podcast. But Sometimes, you know, you have to not work on as many 
projects and things and you have to work on relaxing. So what I'm really, you know, over the, you know, relaxing phase. Now I'm ready. I feel recuperated and getting back into the exercise. I'm not really hammered out a workout that I want to do yet. Um, I haven't worked out what I do. That's not what I wanted to say. How about a workout that I'm comfortable doing? I, I have the rowing machine and I can do 15 minutes on that and I'm slowly building up. Um, 15 minutes is 2000 meters for me and that feels pretty quick. I'm still working on a weight training um, program in between days working out. So a couple days a week is where I'm at and I'd like to get up to three or four days a week. Oh yeah, there's lots of people online and I've been watching their things and learning how to do um, different weight training um, ideas. I'm not used to free weights and not used to barbells, hand weights, um, resistant bands. Yeah, I'm, I gotta learn a lot about that kind of stuff. So if you have some, you know, places that on YouTube or the internet, um, maybe you could let me know. Paula B, I know, is real popular with a lot of people, and I've watched her things. I like her workouts because I can relate to her. She's not, um, but she's kind of advanced for me. You know, she's not a person that I feel like I could never do her workout, and maybe I could over time. But yeah, she's a little advanced. I need like, I probably need like a senior citizen workout, really, because I gotta start somewhere. Gotta start somewhere. And then the next thing I want to work on is the end of winter and pre-spring cleaning of, you know, sorting, decluttering, kind of get things a little more um, organized around here, kind of slacked off on that a little bit with the pandemic. And yeah, so I've been working on that. It feels like, feels like I've done that all that's all I've done for a year, but I still have a long, long ways to go. And if you're trying to, you know, assimilate things into your house after someone passes away and trying to figure out what you want to keep and what, how you want to display things, what needs to go to other people, I'm still kind of working on some of that. But the other part of the whole thing is, is I've got so much stuff. I love my antique dishes and I love collecting things so much, but I'm running out of room for it. <laughs> totally running out of room. And I think that the next thing that I want to work on for 2021 is to break out of this feeling that we're in limbo. And I'm working from home. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, this is the music room and this is where I work. Um, the next chair is the dining room and that's where my sewing machine is. And then my little pink upholstered chair is in the living room and that's where I watch TV, which is really watching YouTube videos and sports. And then, you know, probably falling asleep in the chair at night or in the morning when I'm doing my morning coffee stuff. <laughs> but, you know... Everything I, you know, have read and talked to people about is that this last year feels like just not going and doing all of the things that we normally do, especially the gatherings and rituals, which I never understood at all. I get now, 
I do. I get it now. Um, otherwise, it's Groundhog's Day. You know, we need those special times to mark occasions and the traditions that you do in your family. But I want to work on more than just traditions. So I've been reading up on rituals and anthropology. And yes, I'm a nerd. I know I'm a nerd and a geek about these things. But I um, also have been wanting to learn about other cultures and expand my horizons. Um, in fact, uh, I digress here. But when it was Lunar New Year, I was reading all about it and what is tradition in countries that have Lunar New Year as a really big holiday. And I learned the significance of the red money envelope that was on the plant that I bought because that's how I celebrated on Lunar New Year as I went to the store and bought the plant. It is a little money plant and it had a red envelope on it that was for money and it's a good fortune and the red is the very significance. It wasn't really the money. It was the color red. I have a lot more to learn on it but these are things that I'm doing to try to make it feel like this year is going to be full of meaning, it's going to be full of purpose, and it's going to be full of doing things that um, mark those special times of the year and special times of the day. So that was Lunar New Year. For Valentine's Day, we don't typically celebrate a big Valentine's Day, but I made a special dinner. And my cooking is terrible. Yes, I'm just going to put it out there. My cooking is, is really terrible. And um, the roast well, didn't turn out as great as I had hoped it to be. We tried to go out to dinner, um, you know, because professionals cook better than me. But <laughs> the, the restaurants were packed and with the pandemic, it was just, it was pain. So um, that's what we did for Valentine's Day. We just... Um, had a special meal and we watched the Daytona 500 which is something we always do marks the beginning of NASCAR marks the midpoint of January February is halfway through so we're like midpoint of winter that spring is on the horizon and other places um, the ritual of planning the gardening and organizing my thoughts for spring cleaning because you know and today is Fat Tuesday, which is a pretty big deal in um, our part of the world. People buy poonchkis, which is a little, um, it's a donut, it's a pastry, like a filled Bismarck with powder on it sometimes. It's not generally frosted. I'm not having it today, but I know it's pancake day in a lot of other parts of the world. That's how they um, have the day uh, designated because it's the beginning of Lent is starting up. Uh, so Lent is something that um, my spiritual beliefs, I know of it, but we didn't have a lot of big Lenten types of things. So I want to learn more about that. Um, of course, Easter is a really big um, Christian holiday, which is something that I'm familiar with. And I just want to learn more about these traditions as well as rituals. Because um, I'm finding that the ritual part is got me curious because I think I didn't used to think that they were important 
but I'm finding after a year of not really engaging in a lot of rituals that they are. Um, I have a lot of things I thought were tradition, that rituals were for like special people who had this special insight and they were a leader in guru in this thing. Um, but actually it's not, that's not true. Habits are my exercise habit that I opened this segment in talking about. I haven't made that a ritual. It has, doesn't have this deep personal meaning. A ritual I think is more of a motivation of deep significance and that can be spiritual significance. That could be personally. Um, it could be, it's the motivation. It's, it's this deep personal conviction to do it because of marking the beginning of something and ending of something. And what I found interesting was I, as I've been reading about this, is that I found a really good article on psychology today, actually, and I'm, I want to find the quote. So give me one moment while I open up that document. But, uh, you know, I've been looking at all of those things is, you know, yeah, so this year I'm really going to mark the days of special occasions with a lot of interest and with all kinds of, I don't know, like celebrations, you know, like not necessarily just because I want to make it a Pinterest holiday. But it really could, it's really more of why I'm doing it. Like, like, okay, here's one on say your grandmother's birthday to remember her, you get a special teacup that was your grandmother's and you make a cookie or a scone or something that your grandmother made. And it's a day of doing that simple act, but it can become an annual ritual of remembering and having deep connection with both the past and then passing that tradition on into other members of your family, say your children or grandchildren. So that's where um, I'm thinking the importance of rituals come from. Now, of course, you know, I love Time Team and I love watching that archaeology show. It's another thing I've been spending a lot of time on is watching the reruns of this particular show and they have uh, a site in the UK generally um, is the setting and um, they have three days to do it and they have three days to do the who what where when and why of this archaeological site and <clears throat> when they don't know what when they really don't know what it's about, right out the gate, there are two or three of the archaeologists that say, wow, it's a ritual site. And I always thought, you know what? I've watched this show since the late 90s. And I'm like, that's kind of a big cop out, don't you think? Ritual. They don't even know I is what I used to think. But now I'm finding that they really do think a lot of these sites were ritual. Like, for example, Stonehenge, you know, they don't really know why they built it. They don't really know what, what it was for or how it was used or why did they spend so much time and money. But 
we do the same thing. And I was just really, really um, struck, you know, as I was reading about this, about how many things that I do that I thought were just traditions or things that I do, but they really, really are more of a ritual. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I thought that was not really that important. But when you get to be in your 50s, it is important. And so... I want to find that psychology today thing because that's the kind of where I'm operating from on rituals. So in this article on psychology today that was written during the pandemic last year in May, actually. Oh, of course, I didn't mute notifications. Sorry about that. And it says, one of the most important features of rituals is that they do not only mark time, they create time. By defining beginnings and endings to developmental or social phases, rituals structure our social world and how we understand time, relationships, and change. I really like that. It creates time. So if you're like me, last year felt like a total year of limbo. I have a few things that I remember that were a ritual. I did eventually succumb to putting up a Christmas tree when I initially thought, no way. I'm not even going to put one up. Why bother? We eventually made a you know, uh, plan for uh, Christmas lasagna, which is something we've done, special meal. We did Thanksgiving. We had a couple of barbecues over the summer um, during the appointed times. We kicked off summer, um, but did the gardening thing. But yeah, I, I just felt, I, I remember those things about the time passing, you know, and we tried to do something special on birthdays. But you know, that's the whole importance because if, if I didn't do anything at all, during those days, the year would be mush. It would be like Groundhog's Day. Oh, same thing over and over. And I kind of feel, you probably do too, that this is how it's been <laughs> for a while. I remember quilting. I remember sewing. I remember, you know, doing the day-to-day -day mundane things. But I can't tell you when I started things or I know when we started sewing masks. And I remember starting, you know, a few projects throughout the year. But it's pretty nondescript. So creating time, the beginning, the ritual of celebrating something new, like birthdays, is new a new baby or a new um, wedding, you know, a new relationship, the beginning of a new life together, those things. We didn't have many of those at all. And it's like no graduation parties, no, you know, because that's how we, I remember things too, right? You know, oh yeah, I remember that was the summer we went to so-and-so's graduation party or that summer must have been about this time. It creates time in our brain as well as in our life. And I don't feel like I'm wasting time when I'm able to perform and participate in those types of rituals. And I'm going to make them even bigger deals. And I'm going to make them something even more um, special in 2021 than I've ever done in the past. You know, when the kids were little, we made a big deal about everything, right? And then it kind of fades as they leave home. And the next thing you know, you're kind of making 
everything day day to day and you can fall into the rut of Groundhog's Day and especially during the pandemic and it may be a whole nother year of this, right? We don't know when it's going to end and so I'm going to make not ridiculous or over the top but very meaningful types of rituals and celebrations. So my whole thing for Lunar New Year, I think that's a great thing to start. I'm going to, even if I just jot things down in my journal on these days that I learn new things and participate in new things, um, and rituals are going to be things like birthdays and, and maybe even my morning coffee is a ritual. It is how I start the day and my lunch, I leave work when I was working in an office and I came home for lunch every day. It was a protected thing that I did every day. And I'm going to take those times and make the ritual even more special by um, expanding on what I already do. Like in the morning when I do morning coffee, I'm generally um, making some plans for the day or I'm working on trying to clear my mind and start off with gratitude and thankfulness as well as making a game plan for the day. Same with um, ending the day is usually watching a show, doing a wind down, recapping the day, hand sewing, and then um, working on my weekly no, Saturday morning coffee. That's a ritual. I get up early and I'm drinking my coffee usually when it's dark and I watch the light change from night to day and reflecting on the insights of things that I've learned over the week. I realize I do a lot of rituals and I'm going to continue to do that and I'm going to continue to add rituals. So I'm reading Meg Cox. Um, she is the um, lady goes by a, a quilt journalist and she wrote a book about families and rituals and I checked it out on Libby and I'm just getting started. Um, she's doing a great job. It's called The Book of New Family Traditions, How to Create Great Rituals for Holidays and Every Day. So the holiday rituals, I think I'm going to, I'm really going to dig into that this year because I kind of um, didn't last year and haven't over the last couple years since my kids have left home and I'm gonna do that for me and do the these rituals um, and maybe some of them may be very personal and I won't share them with you but things like why I'm gonna do a certain thing on a certain day we all have those and I think that is what my plan is and I'm going to kind of ferret this out a little bit more as I do more research and study. And I think it's going to, it's taken me down a lot of anthropology articles. And it's about time I did something more than just watch um, junk TV and read science fiction. I need to do, <laughs> you know, I'm going to learn some things in this. And I think it's great. And it's been a lot of fun in the things that I got really excited about in learning about rituals with the differences between habits and routines and rituals. So I've kind of like even wrote some of it down just to take notes to myself um, for myself on all of these. And I'm even trying to keep track of some of my um, 
articles and and references so that I can keep you know I don't remember like I used to do you I, I don't and even with um, vitamins it's not helping so I have to keep track of all of this kind of stuff so that's what I've been up to um, some creating some um, yarn work oh I found a UFO yarn um, of granny squares and there's enough I have to just crochet a couple more that I'm going to sew the granny squares together make little purses for my grandchildren in hope that this spring I can go visit them and take the purses filled with little things from around the house that I want them to have they're little kids so it's going to be like toys and different things <clears throat> and so that's a UFO I want to finish I found that stack of granny squares and I've been doing my loom knitting, but I've also been knitting just, it's called um, Re-Up re Thread, Re-Up Yarn from Lion Brand. I've been doing some, cot, it's cotton, a crochet, no, crochet, boy, knitted grandma's favorite dish cloth. Um, work has been texting me because I have the day off and I'm trying to not, um, let this distract me but it distracted me and I'm gonna have to I know it's my day off and they call me but you know sometimes you gotta that's you just gotta do that that's just part of life <laughs> but right in the middle of the podcast for seriously people I'm trying to record a podcast on my day off don't you know how important this ritual is for me <laughs> so um so that's another project that I'm working on right now and I want to do a art journal page for this weekend, which is um, hand lettering. And I've been thinking about it's faux calligraphy, not real calligraphy with because I, I can't be that perfectionist. But I love the faux calligraphy and it's going to be a two page journal spread that says 35 years in love and with hearts and all of the romantic things about 35 years in love. And I wrote a little, um, some thoughts about that on my blog about being married 35 years. And I basically came down to this. There's no secret to being married 35 years. It's hard work. You make a choice. And the only way I think that people, um, they have these long, long lifelong relationships is because they are able to come together in a partnership and have a united goals united front united mindset on how they want to achieve that whatever that may be and when everybody has a little bit of change in their life and each partner has a little bit of change you have to allow the growth and change to happen that's my only that's my only thoughts on being married 35 years. It's great. It's a good thing. But at the same time, it's not all the hearts and roses and um, flowers and birds singing and glitter falling from the sky, right? If you've been in a relationship for a long time, you know that, yeah, there's a lot of those days. But there's a lot of everyday life. And that's where I think the rituals help you get through the anniversary ritual. We go to the Straits of Mackinac and we spent one day up in that area right after we got married. And this year it happened to be the 
day that the ice is stacking up on the beach. I know that's a northern Michigan rural person thing. But when the blue ice stacks up on the shallow water in the beach, we try to go up there. If there's any, any way to do it. And this year we went going, you know, even if we sit in a car and take a picture because it was six degrees. I know a lot of you, it's been six degrees too. And if you're from Texas and it's six degrees, I lived in Texas two years. The, the neighborhood I lived in in Texas was not equipped for snow or six degree weather. The house was not designed for that. So I feel you. I feel for you. And I hope you can have power and shelter and all that. But I digress. We went up there and when you walk out, yes, you have to walk out on the frozen water, yeah, probably 15, 20 feet. And this year it's stacked up so far, probably about 10, 12 feet. Um, sometimes it, as it warms up over the next week or so, it's supposed to warm up. The wind is blowing the ice and it typically gathers in Mackinac and it will in other bays along the Great Lakes. But at Mackinac, it's only five miles between the upper peninsula and the lower peninsula. And the ice is fresh water. And I looked this up before the podcast and it looks teal or blue this year when we went it was incredibly blue and it's because it's number one fresh water the ice is probably three four feet thick and it stacks up with no air bubbles in it so the lack of air in it causes the reflection to look that color very blue or teal and this year it was blue incredibly blue I put pictures up and it did not have a filter on it. That was the color I saw with the light on the on our anniversary. And that ritual was just so fun because we went out, we froze, my cheeks are burned from the wind and I'm, <laughs> I've got like, uh, you get so much frozen wind up in your eyes and stuff. My eyes are a little swollen today. But it, it's, it was all worth it. And then we took all the back roads back to our hometown, looked for deer, and we saw 60 white-tailed deer, no elk, two partridges that were perched up in their trees, safe away from predators. And then it was so cold. We saw a sun dog. You know what a sun dog is? It's when it, the air is so cold and there's a little bit of clouds around the sun and it's a 360 degree circular rainbow and two sides of the rainbow are bright. And that happens when it's this bitterly cold. Cause I think if you know more and you're um, more of a weather person and a scientist than me, um, that the ice crystals freeze. Now that happens at night when you see beams going from like billboards all the way up into the sky. And it, cause the air crystals are, it's not water vapor anymore. It's frozen and reflecting the light. So I felt like we were in Alaska when we're standing on the lakes, because that's how I imagine the North Pole and possibly northern parts of Alaska looking like. Um, we were freezing and we had our heavy coats on and we were still freezing. <laughs> but we got some wonderful pictures and we had a day of wonderful memories. And sun dogs two partridges, blue ice, and a lot of fun. We tried to find, you know, a place to eat out for dinner, but that didn't go at all. 
So today I'm hopefully going to make up for um, my bad meal on the weekend with a good meal today. Because it's day off. I'm going to take some more time and try to cook a better meal. And I think for the rest of the day, I'm going to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that exercise. And I'm going to start the spring cleaning because if I start now I'll get it done I'm gonna go through my clothes and just sort out what I haven't worn and one bag at a time get rid of it because most of it is so old it's not worth upcycling or sending to the Goodwill so that's my plan for my last day of vacation over a long weekend working on rituals and I am going to, I already did my long arming. That was my goal for the quilting segment for the day. And you can see what I did on Instagram. And please leave a comment on the show notes on my creativecorner3.com. Doesn't that sound weird? <laughs> and tell me a little bit about maybe some ritual things that you have learned about. And if you have good resources for me to learn more about it or free classes. If you have found free craft classes or art classes um, outside of Michael's, let me know because I would love to take more free classes because it's going to be a long ways before I can get out in the garden. So you have a most wonderful week. Stay warm, stay safe, and quilt on everyone.